to not adjust your tracking. You are now listening to the VH Saturday podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of VHS Saturday, the show where we discuss the strange and unusual, odd and obscure VHS tapes that we obtained through thrift, gift, and grift. My name is Henry. And I'm Allison. And this week... It's our birthdays! Plural, because Allison's is on the 11th, and mine is today, yes. the 16th. Yeah. So for my birthday... I obtained this VHS tape through gift. <laughs> Henry gifted me this for my birthday because, I mean, what what do you get a girl named Allison for her birthday but a VHS tape titled Allison's Birthday? This is a VHS-only release for a horror movie from Australia. It had a TV release and then was later released on VHS, which is what we assume because online says 79 and 81, and we're finding both of those. So it would make sense for it to be a TV on 79 and then VHS release in 81. Yeah. And because it's an overseas release, who knows, like, if we didn't get it for a couple years or what i don't know yeah this uh this this tape actually our box says it's uh 83 and 84 yeah so yeah um there is not too much information about this movie but the one thing that is interesting is that this was actually funded by the australian film institute they had a big push in the late 70s to really try to put Australia on the mark as far as uh, art and film go. Yeah. Um, so they were funding a lot of things. I think they actually played a fa- uh, part in Mad Max as well. Yes, they did. Um, so in America, of course, like film is is huge. Like our media in general is just around the world. Every country in the world consumes American media. It was something that was really jarring to me when I went to France. That was the first time I went to like a foreign country and I, it was in the mid two thousands. And so on the radio, they were playing Maroon (laughs) five. And I thought that was so crazy. Like it was my first time really figuring out that like, Oh, when it comes to movies and music and stuff like the U S is, everything so um of course other countries want to represent themselves and so canada has a big market australia was trying to uh get their stuff out there so it's pretty cool to see that these countries will actually they have a budget for creating movies to kind of help get their productions on the map speaking of you know canada i've mentioned this to you before if you're familiar with the canadian sketch comedy show sctv yeah it's very similar to snl they had Rick Moranis on it, a bunch of other famous Canadian actors. And uh, they were told that they need to have at least two minutes dedicated to representing Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're familiar with the movie Strange Brew, which is based off of the skit with Bob and Doug McKenzie, where they just are the most stereotypical Canadians possible, talking about the most stereotypical Canadian things. They said that in a meeting as a gag, Be like, what do you want us to do? Fucking... Where, uh, where the, what are they called? Beanies there? Oh Topes? My... Toops? <laughs> what are those Canadian flappy hats called? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, want to wear topes and talk about beer and sleds? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and so that entire skit was born out of needing to have two minutes dedicated to representing Canada and yeah. Canadian culture. Yes. Which is hilarious to me. And um, I wonder if this has any sort of semblance to that, where this needs to represent 
Australia. Australia. Yeah. I we have had many discussions personally like off the podcast about Canadian media oh specifically and how like you can kind of I don't know about you or anyone else listening to this but like when I see something like a movie or a TV show that's Canadian and it doesn't expressly state that it's Canadian, there's a way that I can just tell. And it's not even always accents either. It's like there's something about it that's like you can just tell that it's Canadian. And one of my friends um, I was talking to, he was like, well, OK, but how do you know? And I was it's, like, dude, honestly, like I can't explain yeah. it. It's it just so has hard. a Canadian feel. I know what you to mean, it. though. We both have discussed, like, we, we can tell. You can, you can tell you can it's feel Canadian. It. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't know about you, but like, well, actually, we don't, because we discussed growing up watching Power Rangers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was Japanese. Yeah. I could tell the transformed footage, I could tell it was Japanese, and I don't know what it is about it. Yeah. But you can tell, and you, you couldn't. You just assumed like the camera was grainier for some reason or another. There were like like Japanese cartoons. Mm-hmm. I knew they were Japanese, but like Power Rangers, I didn't um, really get that right away. I, I don't know what it was, like how I could just identify that it was Japanese. I don't know if it's because I watched a lot of like Godzilla at the time, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I could, just, I could it. just recognize that sort of like camera movement or something there's something about it there's a lot of discussions about anime and you know like oh is king of the hill an anime (laughs) or like is avatar the last airbender an anime and stuff like that if you ask someone in japan if they're an anime they're gonna say yes because (laughs) anime just means animation there so like frozen is it can be your favorite anime but (laughs) when it comes to like an art style or like a genre or whatever like anime is more than just a cartoon. Not every cartoon is anime. And so there's been a big debate about, well, what is it that makes it an anime? Apparently, like, it doesn't have to be Japanese, or does it? People I don't s- think that it does. People say it does, and then they'll still go in the next breath call the Castlevania cartoon an anime, even though it's animated in Texas and it's written by Americans. Granted, it's based on a Japanese uh, franchise, but Still, it's animated in Texas and it's written in in Texas. And, you know, we also have stuff like uh, Inspector Gadget, which is animated in Japan by an anime studio. But it's drawn in this way that's vaguely American. But at the same time, it was drawn in a way that they could uh, blend in Lupin the Third characters because there was going to be a planned Lupin the Third crossover that never happened. Really? Yeah, so that's how come uh, Inspector Gadget looks the way it does. It's vaguely anime, but it's also American. But it's anime enough that they could throw Lupin characters in there and they would have fit. That would have been so fucking cool. Right? Ah. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to look at a movie and you're like, oh yeah, it's Australian, I can tell. Like, I I can't. I can't. I don't think that um, Australia really ever developed their own voice. And so, you know, we can talk about Japan. We can talk about Canada, other countries that have, like, really been able to... Like- Put English. their identity can, like, forward. Like, you know, English humor, like English TV shows. You could tell yes. that when they're mm-hmm. from, when yeah. they're from uh, England. The UK for sure. Yeah. And so it's like they have this kind of like voice to them. But Australia, not so much, especially watching this. I mean, this was 
one of the first ones that they really i think when they started really trying to push yeah. for australia to have a big film industry and uh, i i mean i didn't realize mad max was for the longest time yeah and event- that kind of makes sense looking back on it though <laughs> right i mean well then you also have other stuff like you know Power Rangers the movie was filmed in Australia. Yeah. It was filmed in Sydney, the entire sh- the entire thing. And there was also a handful of episodes that were filmed there, too, because when they were filming the movie, they also filmed part of season three. I can nerd out about that for fucking hours, but <laughs> yeah. I won't here. And there's just a lot of other things that, like, uh, Power Rangers was eventually started filming the entire show in New Zealand, which is close by Australia, because that start- whole thing also opened up New Zealand for filming um, areas, because you could have every kind of like fucking environment you really want. You want some fucking valleys? We got valleys. You want a desert? We got a desert. You want a jungle? We also got a jungle. City? Bet. We got that. <laughs> like every kind of like thing you want, you can really film in either New Zealand or um, Australia. That's, uh, I believe, why they chose New Zealand for the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, so with the with New Zealand especially, there's like this huge controversy with their approach to film and all that stuff that like it's gone so far as to actually change the laws in New Zealand because it's impacted like their tourism, their film unions and all kinds of stuff. It's it's crazy. I believe it's something to do with that like they had lax laws and then Lord of the Rings came in and made a bunch of money. And now they're like, hey, maybe we should make the laws a little stricter. And then some people are like, no, I don't know. Anyways. So we had a very Australian day, like uh, after we watch this in the morning, <laughs> I just wanted to go hit the thrifts and look for some tapes and shit for the show. And, you know birthday lunch the outback is right between two of the thrift stores we were going to and I was <laughs> so like, we know, had oh, shrimp on the barbie <laughs> <laughs> which, which is a, redundant <laughs> it's shrimp on the barbie no 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 shrimp on the barbie is not redundant grilled they, shrimp. yeah the menu says grilled shrimp on the barbie i was like what else do you do on the barbie yeah right. it's the barbecue that's we're why they call it barbie sitting there eating our shrimp and henry's just like grilled shrimp on the barbie isn't that redundant and i was like yeah, yeah, I guess it is. And I just wanted a steak because we went out for sushi last night to celebrate early and we went and got a steak and sushi and the steak portion was very, very small. Yeah. Very small, thinly sliced so you could eat with chopsticks. Yeah, we were like, ooh, filet mignon. And then they give you like literally just a couple tiny it's, slices. It, I, I was like, it was like four ounces. I swear rough. to fucking God. Yeah. Four to six ounces. Like yeah. nothing. We ended up ordering enough food for like four people because it was like yeah it was just such small portions like the first well let's share this roll and it's like oh this is like three pieces each okay that's not a big roll at all i'm like is this restaurant for because it's also a sake bar so i'm like is this just for like skinny people who want to go get drunk they're like oh i just want a bite i just want a little bite the other role we got was pretty big. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, I don't know, man. I was like, I don't bro. know. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> but I mean, shit, we got portions at Outback today. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. God damn. We were walking around the rips like, fuck, I am like, <laughs> I was like rubbing my belly like, oh, God, I'm so full. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Oh. I don't. And we also were like discussing how do Australians feel about Outback Steakhouse? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they don't like it. I don't it. think they like it. 
It's just nothing but a complete caricature of like yeah. things. It's like, oh, the outback, yeah, fuck off. Which is <laughs> really hilarious, like to compare Canada to Australia in that regard. That like Canada, they yeah. love making fun of themselves, yeah. or as Australians would say, it taking the piss. <laughs> Canadians love taking the piss. Like they think it's hilarious. They they take pride in kind of like how wacky their culture is. Oh, for sure. Like they're cool with it. Yeah. Um, but like Americans, you know, we're like, <laughs> what is that fucking clip? Like, I'm not gonna sit here and listen to you bad about the greatest democracy the world has ever known. <laughs> I'm not going to stand here and listen to you badmouth the greatest democracy the world has ever known. Here, to a point, though. Okay, so you've never been to Texas Roadhouse. No, I so, want to go so bad. You speak so highly so of it. So to our listeners, I used to live in Texas when I was in the military, and we went to Texas Roadhouse. I was like, I think might be the first or second night I lived there. I went and got a steak at Texas Roadhouse. And I fell in love with that restaurant, hands down, completely. And if you've never been to Texas Roadhouse, because there's a decent amount of them because they are a chain restaurant, but they are not everywhere. Uh, Texas Roadhouse is a steakhouse where you walk in and you have a cool case. You can pick out the steak you want. Uh, I wish I could just pick out the cow, but I can't. I can't. <laughs> like Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> pick out the cow. So uh, you can pick out the uh, your steak and there's always country music playing. There's peanut shells all over the ground. Do not go there if you have a peanut allergy <laughs> because you have a like pail of peanuts at your table and you're just supposed to throw the shells on the ground every hour on the hour your waiter or waitresses will line dance with each other um oh my God. every restaurant has a corner for willie nelson a dedication of willie nelson called <laughs> willie's corner are you kidding me i'm 100 percent serious <laughs> and it is a complete caricature of texas culture and they are very popular in texas and they are not from texas they were a company that was started in kentucky what so it's kentucky making fun of texan uh culture and texans are like hey <laughs> this is sick <laughs> this is nice you, you, you nailed it good job partner <laughs> i don't know like do texans say sick like we're on the west coast so we still we say stuff like hella and sick and dope and i'm like i don't know if everyone talks like that i didn't talk like that when i lived in illinois so i don't know maybe i i can't remember it's been almost 10 fucking years i know now, same so. i don't know but um <laughs> i remember texas roadhouse is popular in texas it's an accurate depiction of because it's it's making fun of it, but not at the same time, I want to say, because like I almost feel like Outback is like making a caricature of Australia. Yeah. But this is really just Texas Roadhouse is like these are aspects of Texas culture that Texas likes to talk about. Yeah. And so we have that. But earlier when I said, which I could just pick out the cow, there was another steakhouse I uh, would go to called McBride's. And it was across the street from um, the cattle ranch, the McBride cattle ranch. And so I know my steak was very fresh because it's like they have the cattle ranch. My supervisor's husband worked at the uh, cattle ranch. So they have a cattle ranch across the street. Then you have your steakhouse right there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. I wait, really wish I could just go across and be like, that one. No. <laughs> it's I'll like, take the rest home. <laughs> it's just like super strong. <laughs> just like this big buff cow. <laughs> you get the, the small one, you bring it home and you can like raise it. 
Oh my god, like that like, episode of Simpsons, Simpsons with, the, with, the, with, with the lobster? lobster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pinchy. Oh, pinchy. <laughs> oh, pinchy would have wanted it this way. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck. Pinchy? Pinchy? <gasps> pinchy! <laughs> okay, so Allison's birthday. This movie was hard to find, wasn't it? It was a bit. So I don't remember how I found out about it, but only one was available on. There's two available on eBay, but one of them was molded to fuck. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going to buy that. The other one I was able to secure and was shipping from Canada. So like it took a minute. So like, I don't think there's any other ones on eBay besides maybe the other molded one. It is all available on YouTube if you do want to watch this, though. Oh, okay. But again, no DVD release. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, it didn't get received very well. Like we looked up, we actually found this. um, So like we said, the movie was initially shown on Australian TV and there was a um, an article that we found from the Sydney Morning Herald back in 1981. And the author of this article pretty much canned it. She did not have very much nice to say about it. Um, says the AFI, the Australian Film Institute, certainly does have a mandate to screen Australian films, which might not otherwise be seen by the public. But does this mean picking up absolutely any bit of formula entertainment, which has fallen by the wayside? Films like Allison's Birthday are made according to purely commercial values, and they should stand or fall by competing in the commercial market. The only organization which has been doing its job in this respect of late has been the National Film Theatre of Australia, which is, since its merger with the AFI, currently under pressure to start making more money. The AFI is supposed to be working to promote the development of film culture here. If this is going to mean initiating the value of the processed entertainment industry, then the long-term prospects for our cinema look grim indeed. It's not a very, uh... What word do I want to use? That is, I mean, she's basically saying that if we used our own money to fund this project to give Australia a good name it's not giving us a good name like that's pretty you know like (laughs) you're a citizen of australia you don't think this represents your country well like man especially compared to mad max right mad max is very popular yeah i don't know like honestly after watching this movie and reading that review and all that i kind of disagree with her i didn't think it was that bad like, no i don't i wouldn't consider this a bad movie it's not bad it's not amazing either it was fairly predictable as yeah. we were watching i was like oh this is gonna happen oh here we go and like i was just calling him out because that's the person i am i'm probably annoying to watch movies with well as the person who watches movies with you more than anyone else um no i don't think so <laughs> well that's good to know <laughs> So this movie, I don't know if uh, it falls under the satanic panic because Mm. it is Australia. And I don't know if they had the satanic panic that we did. I don't know. I would love to. I don't know if we have any Australian listeners. We have one I know of. Hi, Ben. (laughs) Hello, Ben. We had a debate about a fucking, as you know, our podcast is introduced by the lovely robotic woman, Amy. She tells you not to adjust your tracking. We uh, thought we had the Australian voice. Yeah, but she's British. Amy's yeah. British. 
we were gonna i wanted to have her on here and just have her say things and pretend like we're asking her questions but i know oh my god we should do we should record like one in the australian female voice and just have this an episode this one episode (laughs) introduced on the next australian movie we watch we might do that because there are a number of them apparently Mm. there's a lot there's a a handful of different box arts we've found on there. Some of them are a lot cooler than one that uh, I got. Dude. Okay, the cover that we have is actually, like, um, drawn. And it's a drawing of, like, people in hooded robes with torches, like a cult kind of thing, out in a field. And the back does not have any screenshots from the movie or anything so i had no idea what to expect in terms of quality or anything like that the um the box almost completely gives away the story of it yeah. in all honesty so when i started looking at it, i just avoided reading it so i could watch the entire movie and be surprised and yet i was not <laughs> so yeah um there is kind of like a twist ending i'm using bunny quotes here like with my fingers but it's it's pretty predictable which like, twist are we talking about like the ending how they reveal like what's been going on the whole time uh okay let's talk about the plot like what is this movie about all right so it starts out with uh three girls in the bedroom and they're making some makeshift ouija board with uh, some paper in a glass cup, right? And they have three of them. They are friends. One of them is named Allison. We get some bottom text that says Allison, age 16 and four months. Yeah. And they start speaking with a demon in the room or a ghost. Well, they're trying. It's like they have their one friend. I think her name is Chrissy. And Chrissy is like trying to get everyone to see if there's any spirits in the room and they are just like not really into it especially Allison she's like I don't know if this is a good idea I don't know if I want to do this they're like shut up let's do this anyway and so they're sitting there for like I mean this goes on for way too long where she's like are there any spirits in the room eventually a spirit responds I mean, after like fucking five whole ass minutes, a spirit finally responds and starts moving the glass around to spell out, don't go 19 birth and talking to Allison. And so they're like, what's up with that? Well, then the spirit ends up possessing Chrissy and Chrissy says, like, I'm the spirit of your father. Um, Don't go. Don't go to your birthday party or whatever. Don't go. They want they want to hurt you. Yeah. In this really ominous, threatening warning. And then um, shit starts flying off the walls and the lights are flickering and shit goes crazy. And then eventually a giant bookcase like falls over and crushes Chrissy and kills her. And then we cut to four days before Allison's 19th birthday. Mm-hmm. Again, with bottom text saying Allison, 18. Yeah. And- but it goes like, bing. <laughs> like 80s movies when they're like. Yep, that's me. <laughs> you might be wondering how I got in this mess. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's me. 
You're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. But yeah, so... Um, With a freeze frame and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we know that, like, the 19th birthday is a big deal. And so now we're four days before it. She's working at a record shop and she leaves work to go pick up her boyfriend, Peter, who works at the local radio station. And um, they're like, hey, uh, let's go out tonight. What do you want to do? She's like, oh, I just want to stay home and watch a movie whatever. So they go home and they're watching a movie and then the phone rings. Allison picks up the phone and it's her aunt Jenny. And Jenny is saying, hey, I know your birthday is coming up. Are you coming home? And she's like, well, I wasn't really planning on it. And she's like, well, look, your uncle Dean, he doesn't have much time left. He really wants to see you. Please come home for your birthday. Because she was raised by her aunt and uncle and not her mom and dad. Her mom and dad, they said, died. Yeah, in like a car accident or something Mm -hmm. when she was really, really little. Yeah. So her aunt and uncle raised her. And it's in like a very rural part of Australia, more Mm -hmm. like a country. In the outback? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. So. <laughs> I've never been to Australia, man. I want to go so bad. It looks cool. So she's like, you know what, Pete? I gotta go home for my birthday, but I don't want to. He's like, why not? And so she tells him the story of what happened on uh, when she was sixteen with the Ouija board. And he's like, oh, come on. It's probably nothing. And she's like, I don't know. I'm really scared. And so he's like, well, how's about I go with you? My parents live right over there. And so she's like, "Okay, let's go. So then they make the drive out and Peter stays with his family and she stays with her family. For some reason, the next part I have on my notes just says, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. I don't know what that is. Oh, I know exactly what that is. Is it? Is it? Yes. Okay. So Allison is in the backyard. Okay, so she ends up, so they so they get they get there, yeah. right? So they, mm-hmm. they leave and they proceed. They, yeah. And she sees her, her aunt and uncle. Peter's right. there for a little while, but then he leaves. So then it's like just her and her aunt and uncle. And um, she's waiting for dinner to be ready. So she's sitting in the backyard on the swing, just hanging out. And she sees a door in the fence. And so she like walks back and opens the door and goes through the fence. And behind the fence is this big clearing with a bunch of like stone arches from Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's like they call it a mini Stonehenge. Yeah. And uh, she's like, whoa, what is this? This is weird. And she's checking it out. And then all of a sudden she starts hearing these voices that sound like the guy from Disturbed. <laughs> so I think that's what you're saying. You're like, yeah. <laughs> right, right. OK, I remember that part now. Yeah, just like a lot, a lot, a lot of. They get more rapid, like And she's it starts there's a lot of fast cuts. It's kind of a feeling. It's a it's kind of a like a very rapid thing. And then she stumbles into her uncle. 
Yeah, so she like she starts freaking out and gets all confused and she runs back to the backyard and then her uncle's there and she's like, I saw this like mini Stonehenge and he's like, oh, so the guy who built this house, yeah, he was an astronomer and he had these theories about Stonehenge and so he built a scale, he built model. A scale model so he could test his theories. She's like, oh, okay. Here's my thing, right? She she grew up here. Yeah. This is her backyard. True, yeah. But she doesn't know that. But she never went and explored her backyard. Yeah, never that's went. true. It's just a door in the yeah. in the fence. Like, I don't know. Like, I grew up in the suburbs, but, you know, you've seen, like, the creek and woods behind my house. Like, yeah. Yeah, we went and fucked around in there a whole lot. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I grew up, uh, we had a forest preserve. But, yeah, I grew up in a very, like, wooded area. So we spent a lot of time in the forest preserve growing up. But, yeah, like, you... You explore when you're a kid and you're playing in the backyard and she's an only child. Right. So it's like, you know, she's probably like, why wouldn't she go back there? I don't know. That Donna, like, how does she not realize this is her backyard? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, anyways, it's dinner time. They go in and eat and then then she goes to bed starts having these visions. This nightmare. Starts seeing these cult members saying... No, uh, we're jumping ahead. What? Yeah, because this is the first night she um she meets her great-grandma. That was during the, the, the nightmares, and that's when she woke up? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. No, that's later. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see my notes now. Yeah, so she goes to bed, and then late at night, she's woken up by a noise of someone coming into her room and it's this like super old woman in a wheelchair that we haven't seen before and she just like sticks out her bony finger and puts it in Allison's face and Allison freaks the fuck out and she screams her aunt and uncle come rushing in and they're like hey what are you doing in here you're not supposed to be in here and they wheel her out and Allison's like who the fuck was that and she's like oh that's your great grandmother um thorn And she's like, uh, I didn't know we had a great grandmother uh, thorn. She's like, um, yeah, she's been around forever. Like, but she hasn't seen you since you were a kid. Yeah. So she wanted to come see you because she doesn't have much time left. Yeah. She wanted to surprise you. And she's like, well, she definitely surprised me. Yeah. So you're already kind of just like, what the fuck? That's Mm kind of weird. Um, and so then she meets Peter at the beach the next day. And she tells him what happened. And she's like, dude, I'm really creeped out. And, uh, but my birthday party is coming up. Like, will you come to the party? And he's like, yeah, of course I'll be there. They make plans. And then that night she has this bad dream. That's when it's like, uh, she starts seeing the cult members. Right. Mm -hmm. And then she's, she's having like multiple visions at the same time. Being like these people in like purple cloaks with uh, these like crescent moon shaped like staffs and stuff. And they start summoning this uh, rear projection hologram of something. I can't tell what the <laughs> it fuck it is. It looked like a fucking like shimmering it, shower curtain. Like a chandelier of something. It's <laughs> yeah. like with like a blue filter. And like I said, it looks like a rear projection. Like it was an okay effect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to make fun of it. I just, if I could tell what the fuck it was supposed to be, I wouldn't be making fun of it. Yeah, it's I think just, it was supposed to be a spirit. So it was supposed to be just like an a ethereal shape? floating glowing Me, thing not afraid child yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> biblically accurate uh angels in this so, <laughs> so uh 
that happens and we are, start seeing these other people with the Stonehenge and there are people that are not in cloaks, but they have torches. We have a lady like pressing herself up against one of the monuments and is asking for something to take her body. Take the over spirit. Her body. Yeah. So the spirit that they conjured up, she's like, possess me, spirit, possess me. And then the spirit possesses her. And then you see the like at this ritual, her aunt and uncle are there. Her great grandma is there. And um, so when me and Henry are watching this, we're like, is this actually happening? Is this a dream? Yeah, we're like, is one of these happening and she's dreaming the other thing? Or is like, this like a vision? Like, like what I, is this? I thought that like the cult members were happening as this was dream was happening. Yeah. And then she was dreaming of like her family and stuff at this other cult event there but no she's just got multiple dreams happening just alt tabbing in her dreams all the time. <laughs> yeah i don't know but uh she wakes up the next day and um peter comes to see her because they made plans but her aunt and uncle are like what are you doing here you can't you can't be here and yeah, he's like oh well be. we already have plans plans for blah 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 he's like no you don't and she's like She's with us tomorrow. Like, well, that's the party. He's like, yeah, you can't be there. They were telling her, tell him he can't come to the birthday party. And and then when Peter was like, well, she's my friend. I should be able to see her. Eventually, the uncle just gets real stern. He was playing nice for a bit. And he goes, listen, boy, you're meddling things that are far greater than, you know, I'm afraid you won't be able to come. Unless Allison says otherwise, I'll be there. Now, listen to me, boy. You're meddling in something you can't begin to understand. My advice to you is stay well away from this house and from Allison. Stay away from her. Don't you come near this house. And um, so Peter like gets in his golf cart because that's how he's getting around. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens is Allison comes down the stairs because she hears all of this hullabaloo going on downstairs and uh, she faints like immediately and peter catches her and is like oh my god what's wrong um so they take her back up to her room to lay her back oh, down because she came over and she's like oh she's she's sick when yeah, he came over they're like they, she's sick she's been sleeping all day yeah so they call the doctor and the doctor comes and is like oh it's just nervous ex exhaustion she's gonna need to be in bed and not do anything and so then peter's like Hey, so I know you said that it's nervous exhaustion, but like she's only been experiencing that since she got here. Like, I think this place is stressing her out. Like, I want to get her out of here. And the doctor's like, nope, no, she's got to stay here. She's fine. She's fine. And so he's starting to realize that something fishy is going on. So Allison is in bed just totally. Did she get hypnotized at this point? Like, yeah. She the doctor hypnotized her. Yeah, so Peter's like, what the fuck is going on? So he goes home and he gets out the phone book and he's looking up this doctor because he wants to call him and talk to him some more. And he finds that this doctor isn't even listed. So he's like, okay, that's not a real doctor. Right. They're like, they're doing something fucking crazy. So he makes a plan that he's going to break Allison out of there. So he comes in the middle of the night. This is before after he goes to the hospital. And so it's like the birth records. I don't remember that. 
Yeah. So he was talking to the lady. Mm. The nurse said she wouldn't give him the birth records because it has to be people that are involved with it. He's like, look, she might be in trouble. She can't do it until I help her. And the girl started like skirting some law. She couldn't like give him the files, but like they asked specific questions. And he's, I don't remember how he stumbled upon that fact that like, Someone was born at like seven o'clock. Because here's the thing. When he um so he tries breaking her out and he can't do it, like he goes to seek help from someone else, which is like this woman. I kind of like spaced out when they explained how they knew each other or what, but basically oh, like right. this, yeah, he called his friend of some sort. Yeah, and she's really into like supernatural and stuff and astrology and, and, and you know, all this like witchcraft and, you know, just paranormal stuff like that. Basically some the rundown about this uh about this cult and what they believe. Yeah, so he mentions what's going on and uh he's and she says, you know, this kind of sounds like this like Celtic cult thing he's like asking her for more information and she's like well basically what they do is they look for someone who's born like at this time and blah 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 and so he realizes that like oh shit like i think allison was born at that time and so then he goes and looks up like the birth records of like people born around that and uh, that time on her birthday and stuff like mm-hmm. that and the nurse is sort of helpful but her helping her is him as much as she can without losing her job basically yeah. and then they find out you know uh they they come to the conclusion she was kidnapped from her parents and her parents were killed they're not really her aunt and uncle because like he found out about another kid and then he wanted to go break her out in the and then he was walking around the graveyard and they all start coming out and he tries to say oh there she got switched with another another uh mm. he was like i know about what happened and What's wrong? What's ha- going to happen is your plan won't work because there was actually a mix up with this other baby oh. that was uh, Allison was actually born at 719. Was he bullshitting, though? He was bullshit, but that's because he knew that the parents were killed and stuff. He, he figured that out because the, par- oh. the parents were, you know. Yeah. So. OK. So he bullshits with them because uh, he says that because they have him like a. He's, he's trying to sneak around through the graveyard and they just start popping out one by one. Every single turn he com- comes around, they eventually corner him and they have a pitchfork and they have a pitchfork up to his neck about to kill him. That's when he says, hey, he f- pulls out that fib because like at first he's saying things. It's like, OK, but doesn't matter that you fucking know this. I'm about to fucking kill you. And he's like, well, Allison's not going to work for your plan. Because she wasn't born at seven o'clock. Mm. It was this other child. I can prove it to you. And he's like, all right. And he takes away the thing. He pulls out this paper in his pocket and then he kicks him the dick <laughs> and uh, runs off. And uh, turns out the paper was just like a parking ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so he that's how he, he figured it out. He tries to get Allison out and the they tell the police that Allison or that Peter he, he's been, been breaking the house and he's been stalking Allison and they know each other because they dated briefly. But like Allison wants nothing to do with him and he's basically stalking her and trying to kidnap her. And because she's been uh, brainwashed from the hypnotizing, she goes along with it. It's like, yes, I don't know. This and they've man. been they were drugging her, too. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that, like the doctor had like a syringe in one scene, like they never see him. You never see him like injecting her with it, but. 
you can conclude that the fact that she's been so tired and stuck in bed mm-hmm. that like he's just been like drugging and hypnotizing her. So by the time the police come, you know, they're like, so you've been they say you've been stalking her and you broke into their house. And he's like, I'm trying to get her out of here because they're fucking crazy. Like, just ask her. She'll tell you. But Allison's been drugged and hypnotized so much by this point that she's like, no, I don't know who that is. They go on with the birthday party, which is the moment where they're going to transfer Allison's young spirit. What has been happening for centuries now, this spirit inhibits a human form. And then when it gets old enough, they find another 19-ish year old that was born at the correct time that they can do the transfer and they transfer it. This uh, They do a soul swap. They pull a Freaky Friday. Yeah. And <laughs> the doctor told the, the other people in the cult to kill him. Mm. Right. Because he does, he gets Allison out of the house at last minute, right? His friend tells him to bring self-defense preferably something that has been blessed. So he goes to the church and he steals a fucking crucifix. Yes. And then he comes, goes with them. Party crashes, right? The ceremony. And um, while the ceremony is happening and it's like, come on, Allison. And he's like, she's like, throw the cross at them so they will stop. And he's like, so he listens. He throws the cross. He also had a gun, he had a gun right. and, and he throws the cross and, uh, they're running away and he trips because they're running through the dark woods. And he's like, I fucking broke my ankle here, Allison. Go, go, go. He was going to sacrifice himself, essentially. Right. Mm. He tells, gives her the gun and she reveals. You're a fool. You shouldn't have thrown the crucifix. If I was Allison, ha. turns out the transition was complete already. Mm. And then she shoots him in the chest. And so. This 103 year old lady, that's her great grandma, turns out to actually have been this person that has been possessed by this this soul, this demon soul. Yeah. And they're going to have the demon soul jump from that body into Allison's body and Allison's soul is going to go into this old body and die off. Yeah. So it's pretty fucking crazy. They've been continuing this since the Middle Ages. Yeah. Which they tell you literally on the back of the fucking box. Yeah, like the movie plays it like it's supposed to be a twist or some kind of grand revelation or something. Because the whole time it's kind of suspenseful and mysterious and you're like, what is up with it? Like something feels weird, but I don't know what's weird. And then you kind of like the mystery starts unraveling over time and then it gets to the big, you know, like, well, actually, this is who we are and this is what we're doing and... Blah, blah, blah. It was fairly predictable, but there was parts that I did not necessarily see coming. Yeah. So I will give it that. Yeah. I, um, that's pretty much the whole plot. The the movie ends with, uh, after the, the transition is done, <clears throat> then we see Allison wake up as the great grandma mm-hmm. and she starts talking and she's like, oh man, I feel like fucking shit, yeah. essentially. Looks in the mirror and she realizes... That now she's in this old ass body. Yeah. And she realizes what's happened. And it's like, oh, and then freeze frame. Bing. <laughs> Allison, 104 years old. Yep. Yep. That's me. 
you're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. Yeah. Roll credits. Yeah. Decent soundtrack. Yeah, the music was pretty cool. Kind of We were like bobbing our heads at one point. Yeah, we were like, oh, during yeah. the, during the, uh, the, the gra- fucking graveyard yeah. scene. <laughs> was, that was actually a pretty fun scene. I liked it, actually. Yeah. Like, like, you know. Yeah, I liked Put Peter. Put music on that. <laughs> I liked Peter. I thought he was like a good guy. He was uh, looking out for her and standing up for her. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't able to save her, but he really tried. Yeah, so uh, Peter died. Yeah. Rest in peace, Peter. Rest in Peter. Rest in Peter. <laughs> you were a good dude. So, yeah. I don't know. The movie was interesting. I haven't seen anyone talk about this like movie. It's, no. It's, you know, you're kind of your typical The Omen, Rosemary's Baby, kind of like. Midsummer. You know. Hereditary. Um, what was that fucking movie? Like, wasn't, didn't M. Night Shyamalan do a movie with like the, the creepy grandparents? Like it's a found footage movie. The Visit. Oh, this movie is interesting. I would say maybe track it down. It shouldn't be too expensive. Watch it on fucking YouTube. You know, it's free. I don't know. It's a it came out, like I said, around the same time as like The Omen and Rosie Baby. There's like a big rush in the late 70s to have demon possession movies like before the slasher really took off or the the horror movie genre we had you know demon possessions i think it might have been spurred by the exorcist i don't remember which one really came first but i kind of started pushing that whole entire thing i think before that was the uh, spooky house <laughs> the spooky house uh, subgenre of horror yeah oh uh, yeah i don't know i feel like this movie it definitely has its place yeah like it's not bad i wasn't watching it thinking oh this is bad i wasn't watching it thinking oh this is really good it was just kind of like it was entertaining enough like i don't know like there wasn't enough for me to riff on no when it comes to like making content for a comedy podcast like i'll be honest it's uh it's as deserted as the australian outback (laughs) But we're gonna get someone's being like, it's not that fucking deserted anymore, you fuck. <laughs> You're right. God damn it. <laughs> we have fucking plenty of cities there. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. Bet y'all wear fucking flannel and just drink coffee all day. True. <laughs> I do True. have a lot of flannel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we're pretty stereotypical Seattleites, I'd say. Am I? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're a Seattleite, for sure. Honestly, you could have just said you host a fucking VHS podcast. Yeah, there's that too. You host a hipster-ass VHS fucking podcast, you dumbass. (laughs) Oh my god. I always like say that to people like when I'm at the fucking thrift store and I'm buying tapes, you know, they always kind of look at you funny. They're like, oh, I didn't know people still watch these things. And it was like, and I have to explain. I'm like, oh yeah, so... I have this podcast about VHS tapes. I'm really happy that we have this, though, because before we had the podcast, we didn't have an explanation or like an excuse. <laughs> before we were just like, we're like just fucking weirdos. Yeah, we just uh, we just like watching tapes and they're like, OK, <laughs> weirdo. I mean, at the thrift store, it kind of makes sense. Right. Because you go there and it's like they're selling for, them. They're selling them. And it's like four for a dollar. And like there's times I go back and things are sold that I didn't buy. Yeah. So someone else 
is buying these things mm-hmm. too, right? Um, so, but I mean, 99 cents. A lot of places buy 10, you get them for 74 cents. That's at Goodwill. If you go to fucking a lot of places, they're 25 cents a fucking pop. Tell you what, that's a, that's cheaper than a dollar theater. For sure. You know, like, dude, like, I I swear to God, like, if I want to watch, you know, uh, Scream 1 the other day, I want to watch Scream. I don't have the Blu-ray. I don't have the DVD. And it's like five bucks to rent it. But I got it on tape. So fuck it. I picked up that tape for fucking 74 cents. I threw it in and I had a good time. Oh, show. So I don't know. Like it's it started because we like watching really weird shit. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I just hate money, I guess. And I just, <laughs> I just buy. I was buying these really weird, wacky tapes. And that's why we started this show. But that's kind of hard to talk about without visually showing it. So yeah. we kind of cover that but also stuff that we can actually like talk about <laughs> instead of like so there's like these tubes and you can fit your guns in there yeah we and were watching this one called state of the art survival caching how to cache weapons ammo and almost anything else and it's just some guy in like his basement showing you like what specific guns and how many of them you can fit into certain tubes certain tubes that were meant for holding other forms of ballistics how to use nitrogen to seal it so that they will stay uh corrosion free along with how to use anti-rust tablets and uh, how to trick metal detectors so people don't find them was i gonna say i just said like how you're gonna learn how metal detectors work yeah so you can avoid them Mm, got it makes sense yeah this is the this tape was uh by paladin press who made a lot of books and a lot of tapes about stuff like this. They uh, ran a survivalist magazine. They were part of Soul. They think they either ran or contributed to Soldier of Fortune, which if you are a King of the Hill fan, Dale Gribble was a big fan of and would write articles for. And um, he mentions Shotgun Magazine Shotgun a lot. He mentions Shotgun Magazine. I'm like, I'm not like, I'm not really surprised that that exists, but I'm also like, Huh, that exists. So I used to go by Shotgun Steve online, right? Because I played a lot of FPSs. And so in high school, I had ShotgunSteve.com. That was my domain for my personal website. When that elapsed, it got bought very quickly. When I said, when I got done, you know, got bored hosting this blog, I stopped paying for it. It got bought very quickly. And this guy has held on to it now for fucking 15 years because it was 2006 when i lost the hosting of it and he uh it's it's a, it's a shotgun website it sells like targets and shit wow but um uh, paladin press they really really they put out a lot of books on like how to set up booby traps how to make explosives all yeah. kinds of things that uh are kind of suspect. They got a lot of notoriety when they released a book called How to Be a Hitman. I remember that. And uh, How to Be a Hitman was evidence in a few murder cases of people saying they learned from this book. So they ceased the sell. They ceased selling, making the book, and they sold through all their copies. And then uh, when the founder died, I think is when they they just closed up shop. I'm pretty sure this tape got me put onto an FBI watch list. Um, <laughs> even if I bought it secondhand. Yeah, I remember when I was in high school in my fucking government class when we were learning about like the Constitution yeah. and all of that. Um, when we were discussing the 
uh, First Amendment and like freedom of speech and all that. We talked about that book specifically and like the anarchist cookbook and stuff like that. And we were like, well, should people be allowed to tell you how to kill people and get away with it and stuff? And so we had a debate about that. But that specific book, I remember... Yeah, so the that video is much more of like you have to see it, so it's not really something we can we fully cover. On we the show. might okay, it depends. So like we might be able to talk about it a bit if we watch the whole thing. We got we put it in. We're like you know because we watched Allison's birthday. We put we're like I don't know how much we could talk about Allison's birthday. Let's put in this other tape that I got in, and we started watching it, and we're like I think we could really talk about Allison's birthday. But this we I think if we watch the whole fifty minutes we. It might be talkable. Hey, why don't you guys let us know? You want to hear us talk about uh, survivalist materials? Yeah. I can't Shit. find anyone else on eBay that sold this one. Really? Uh, it was available on DVD and Amazon, but like, it's hard to get a hold of like, anything by Paladin Press because they, they did close up shop. Makes sense. Their books are on archive.org. <laughs> so, you know, like uh, tweet at us or send us an email or something. Let us know. Yeah. I mean, let us know what you want us to cover. Do you want us to cover more B-movies? Do you want us to cover more Danielle Steele? We got plenty of We, we have every Danielle Steele movie. <laughs> this is a Danielle Steele household. There are some Danielle Steele movies that we actually own multiple copies of now. Yeah, we got Daddy on DVD today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also got, we found it on hardcover. Yeah, the I, actual we, physical book. I have the book now in my house. <laughs> you know, for the meme. So, you know, there's that. We're a daddy loving household. OK, we love daddy here. So, uh, I mean, we got some other stuff like, would you want us to cover more PSA stuff? Would you want us to cover more Christian family films? Obscure B-horror movies like this. I got a whole fucking lot of them. You guys uh, don't understand. We just have a whole bunch of stuff. I mean... I got like 400 tapes, not joking. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you want? I have like 120 horror movies. Yeah. Fucking like 50-something fucking uh, sci-fi movies. I got it all. Let us know. Do you want us to cover uh, Dorf Goes Fishing? <laughs> We can cover Dorf. We, I'm sure we all remember seeing ads for Dorf when we were watching Cartoon Network in the 90s. Fucking Dorf. We got some other fun stuff planned, though. We got some uh, some gimmicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got some gimmicks cooked up. This summer, we're going to hit you guys with something really weird. I don't even know if you want it, but... We want to do it, so we'll see. You know, they might want it, but we might be barking up the wrong tree with it. And, uh... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think our listeners get why that's funny, but... I think it gives a good enough hint of, like, <laughs> what, it, what it can-ish be about. Like, oh my God. part of what it entails. <laughs> entails. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, if, you, if you guys follow man. us on Instagram, Fuck. you might know. We have a whole lot of like Christian apocalypse stuff yeah. from like doomsday churches. We have a we got the uh, the world's gonna end in 1997, 2002. <laughs> yeah. We got one tape that says the world's gonna end in 2007. Yep. I got a uh, we got one that's about 2020. Yep. That was actually a DVD. We got that on our second date. Mm hmm. Yep. We've got movies about 
flat earth fucking uh, hamburger earth <laughs> Ham- hamburger, hamburger universe, universe. Oh, oh man, man. we've <laughs> We've got all kinds of shit, people. <laughs> Let us know on Instagram. Yeah, or Twitter or Facebook. Speaking of interacting with us on Instagram, it was really nice to meet some of you at Punk Rock Flea Market the yeah, other day. we never got to talk about yeah. Punk Rock Flea Market. About, we had a great you know, time. Last weekend, uh, we did that. It was fun. We got to meet... Uh, one of our listeners who had some tapes for us, but he forgot them. So he's going to mail them to us. So shout out to Murphy's Movies on Instagram. Yeah. Hey, Murphy, you rock. So that was really cool. Um, it was a pretty fun time. We made some money, sold some extra tapes. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I think we're going to sit out in June, but that's only because we got bigger plans yeah. for July. Yes. And we're going to come back and blow your fucking minds. We- Bigger, better, and better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This episode, I mean, Allison's birthday. I had a great birthday. I had a great time celebrating your birthday. We just, as a couple, consider this time of year our birthday. Yeah, next year, <laughs> when, since we're going to be you know back to normal by our next birthday. Fingers crossed. I mean, I, we should be. We're- <laughs> getting close uh, yeah <laughs> uh, we're just gonna have one big birthday for the two of us yeah. like you know invite both groups of friends mm-hmm. so maybe make them like friends together like now kiss, now kiss. <laughs> <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah it was fun we had um we had a super relaxing spa day yesterday yeah. i feel like a new woman Allison says I don't know how to relax, and that's why she got that for my birthday. Yeah. Because on my days off, I'm working on the podcast. He's I'm, always like, baby, can you rub my feet? My feet hurt. And I'm like, I'm always rubbing your damn feet. I'm, I'm getting you a massage. Rubbing my feet, rubbing my back a lot. Uh-huh. I'm just hunched <laughs> over a computer, either for school, work, fucking the podcast, doing Photoshop One of shit. the million hobbies that you have. Making bootleg horror movie tapes. I do that, too. <laughs> But it's back to normal life starting tomorrow. So. so this movie was pretty fun. I I thought it was all right. I definitely recommend checking it out, at least if you like that kind of horror movie specifically. Uh, don't expect a lot of gore. It was on TV in Australia. Don't expect any gore. And Australia does not like gore at all. Their video games are still censored to this day. House of the Dead is banned. Yeah. So they have very strict uh But if you're like, you know, if you want to watch something spooky with someone who's not really into horror movies. Yeah, it might be fun for that. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, because I personally, you know, I don't like a lot of gore. Um, I'm not super into horror movies as much as you are. I literally woke up this morning and started watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre Begins. And you were like, how the fuck do you wake up? First thing in the morning, like, time to watch the people get chopped up yeah, with a chainsaw. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to eat my breakfast, and he's just watching this disgusting, gory, like... And he's like, no, Texas Chainsaw Massacre's not that bad compared to others. It's not that bad. The first one's not. This one's No, different. it's disgusting. The first one's not. I watched, like, 20 minutes of that movie, and I was like, no, this is so gross. I'm, like, sick to my stomach. There's, like... They like fucking hit the cow in the head and it's like drooling and it's like it's fucking disgusting. That movie's gross. It's a piece of art. (sighs) And Henry's just like, yeah, I'm just going to watch this while I eat. I'm going to watch this before I go to bed. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it. I can't. 
I guess the more you watch it, you get desensitized to it or something. But like, I am I mean, not like my earliest memories, like some of them are watching horror movies, Ugh. literally as a toddler, like watching them. I feel nauseous just thinking about it. Ugh. Like when I was three, my favorite movie was RoboCop. <laughs> like that was my favorite movie to watch. My parents just let me and like, like you just did pop, pop, like, like Ed 209 just blasts Kang to fucking bits. And like, I just see that now as an adult. I'm like, wow. <laughs> My parents let me watch that? Yeah. It's, I'm sure there's like, oh yeah, Robocop. It's like a fucking droid. It's like, it's a robot cop movie. It's an action movie. I'm like, <laughs> it is a satire. <laughs> when was the last time you watched it? Well, I don't know, a long time ago. Like, I remember being an action movie. It's not even an action movie. It's a satire. Yeah. But you hear a robot cop and you're like, ah, I get it. I liked Robocop. Robocop is great. Yeah. But like, man, like the... The gory horror stuff, not so into it. So, like, if you want to watch something spooky, but not too spooky, too spooky for you, I would say this is a good one. It's tame. It's it's creepy. I wouldn't say it's scary. I would say it's creepy in concept. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if you're if you like other kinds of this type of horror, Mm -hmm. like the omen. Um, and stuff like that. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, sure. There's a another one called like Bloody Birthday that's about like three kids are born like on uh, the same time and day, and they're like just evil because of their astrological sign. Um, Must be Gemini's. <laughs> uh, no, everyone who believes in uh, <laughs> the sign of everybody who believes in astrology is Cancer, but. Uh, <laughs> I digress. Um, hey, man, uh, I think the planet that's really making you upset is Earth. <laughs> the moon's in retrograde. The moon's just like, no, dude, it's it's fucking you. It's not me. It's you. Get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> the stars have nothing to do with your life. The shooting stars are dead by the time we see them. <laughs> Oh, it's dying. Make a wish. <laughs> it died a long time ago. Is that why they call it the Make a Wish Foundation? Henry's off to Facebook to claim that's his joke. No, I'm just letting it through a group chat. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's the logo for the Make a Wish Foundation a shooting star because by the time we see shooting stars, they're actually already dead. Oof. Man, that's probably not making it in. Just no, that's of, hilarious. That it's hilarious. Too. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> God damn. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, fuck. fuck. <laughs> oh, Alright. That about does it for this episode, guys. Yes. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We still have merch available, so send us a DM if you would like to get some. Visit our website, vhsaturday.com. Subscribe to our mailing list for all updates, VH Saturday. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week, but until then, remember, 
Be kind, rewind. rewind.